The Hurling Pod on OTB Sports. I know you listened to James Cahill's podcast with Will Darren Hall. They asked James who was going to win. He said Galway. Well, why do you think? Because I just really, really want him to win. <laughs> Subscribe to the GA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Carl Milani is with us. We're going to talk hurling at Point Mar in just a minute. Um, I know you were working on the minor All Ireland final. Yeah, unbelievable drama at the end of that game. Unbelievable heartbreak for Offaly, and probably a bit of uh, righteous justification that they should have had a free out in the build-up to the goal. Yeah, I think so. A um, lot of outcry on social media. I know after the game from Offaly supporters that they should have had a free just before the free in was awarded for Tipperary. Probably justified uh, having watched the coverage back I think a lot of people would say that uh, maybe they could have got a free out um, but what a game what an occasion and the way to lose it is just absolute heartbreak uh, for Offaly because they dominated the game they were six points ahead at half time uh, they were really on top the crowd was behind them they looked in total control and even with all the players back the fact that McCormick got that flick to it what a finish it was by the way like that's the other thing you know the never say die attitude from yeah. the tip miners is something that uh, you, you, it's very hard to coach that level of resilience you can work on it and you can talk about it but for them to just have that as well, well. yeah I mean what, a, what an achievement and the scenes I mean they were so chaotic because a puck out happened after that goal went in and the the sideline was very chaotic at that stage and then the final whistle was blown. Offaly actually got possession from the puck out and, and had a chance um, but they they lost possession and Tipperary won it back and then the final whistle was blown. But what a, what a game, what an occasion. Sellout crowd in Nolan Park. Um, just wonder for the players at that age when they're only 16 and 17, it's such a difficult thing to comprehend for the Offaly players that it was just taken from them right at the very end. But yeah. What a great occasion. Uh, Park Mars with us. Park, good morning to you. How are you? How are you doing, lads? Yeah, before we get to the seniors, um, the response in Tipperary to the, the minors are just saying they're in incredible fortitude for them to come back from six points down and to come back at the last minute and to win it. Heartbreak for Offaly, and I'm sure your heart goes out to them, but at the same time, there's something steely about that tip minor team as well. Yeah, you know, I was down there during myself yesterday in Nolan Park, and um, all I suppose it was an unbelievable occasion. Um you know, 27,000 people all there for the minors. You know, if that was above in Crow Park, you know, um, you know, every, everyone's there primarily for the scene game and the minor game probably gets overlooked. So, first of all, it's a fantastic occasion. The atmosphere is unbelievable and the game the game lived up to the atmosphere and the occasion then as well. It was just unbelievable. And the way they finished then, obviously, you know, Tipperary would be absolutely delighted the way they, they snuck the victory. But you'd have to feel, to feel for Offaly, like, you know, to lose an All-Ireland like that and especially when you're only 16, 17 years of age. That is tough, like, but you'd be hoping that they learn from it and they'll use the experience going forward to, to help them because there's some cracking hurlers. Yeah, and, and hopefully that's the rebirth of Offaly hurling, hurling or the start of it anyway because it'd be great to see them back competing for Leinster titles the way, you know, they were 20 years ago. Let's let's talk a little bit about the Saturday game first then if we can get your thoughts on that, Park. The, the non-appearance of Clare in that first half um Obviously, Kilkenny need to get huge credit for it. It's one of the, the all-time great 35 minutes from Kilkenny. It's right up there with their All-Ireland final against Waterford all those years ago with a completely different team. So how do, how do you judge that? Is it is it Clare not showing up? Is it Kilkenny? Is it all on Kilkenny's greatness in that first half? What's the split? I would say I would say Kilkenny definitely up their performance, obviously, um, from what they've been um, uh, producing the last couple of weeks. Um you know, they were absolutely outstanding all over the pitch and they put so much pressure on there. But 
at the same time, there was a bit of a malfunctioning there. Um, you know, they kind of were going away from what they were doing in Munster a bit. Look, they were so direct with the ball, and that's what Kilkenny love. Um, I know from my own experience down through the years, and it's the way the Kilkenny players are brought up. They're it's they're used to that man and man, you know, high field, and you know, beat your own man in their own position. And Clare kind of played into their hands that way. You know, they were just dumping the ball down the field, and fair enough, you had Peter Duggan in that. Uh, in the full far lane for Clare but you know you Lawler and these lads just gobble up them high balls and uh, it suited them to the ground so I would say you know 60% if it was Kenny's performance and the way they approached the game and you know the other part of them was kind of clear a bit of a malfunction from what they were used to over the last couple of weeks Do you think Clare got in their own heads a little bit in preparation for this game then going away from what it was that had made them so brilliant in Munster over the last two months? I wouldn't say that, like, you know, um Claire, that's why their 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 third appearance in Pro Park since two thousand thirteen final, including the two thousand thirteen final. So um you know what you can say that they probably got ahead of themselves, you know, it's just it's both the pressure of and the occasion of the semi final and then obviously again as we spoke about the pressure that Kilkenny put on him and you know, Kilkenny are used that's Kilkenny's backyard for all the world after Nolan Park, you know, that's where they play all their hurling mostly, so um you know, they were well used to the occasion and the, 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 the surroundings, I suppose. And I suppose Claire probably did, the occasion maybe got from a small bit. Um, but you'd have to say, look, fair enough, Claire didn't produce what they have produced in Munster. Um, but Kilkenny definitely upped it. Oh, Skype has gone there to uh, to party. We'll get him back in a, in a second. I guess my, my point is trying to, did Claire overthink it a little bit? Like going away from the patterns of play that have been so spectacularly successful for them um, and maybe they weren't allowed to I don't know that's the that's the bit that we'll have to try and sift through over the next two weeks mm. Well I guess the point still stands that Clare had 24 wides so that suggests that Kilkenny maybe weren't as bulletproof as the final result might suggest and you have to ask the question why did Clare have so many wides is that a combination of factors in terms of back in Crow Park the pressure Kilkenny exerted on them, the pressure of playing in an All-Ireland semi-final or was it just an off day, maybe a combination of all of those sort of factors but definitely a sense from Clare's point of view that you know if you if you even reduce that wide's tally by six or seven you're kind of in the game and still hanging on even when they were struggling uh, at various stages. Um, disappointing end to the season for them, obviously they exerted so much energy in the Munster Championship as well that maybe it just was a bridge too far but I mean from Brian Cody's point of view I mean he has masterminded this again they're timing the run to perfection and it's not that long ago that you know we were saying that the Leinster Championship final against Galway was subpar in terms of its standard and then you see the turnaround in Kilkenny's performance the last day and uh, I think it's Eddie Brennan writing in the Independent this morning about how they love to have that four week break when he was playing as well that it was the ideal preparation time from a Kilkenny point of view and that you can get the previous fixture out of the system the lads can have an eye out then you can have your training weekend and then these internal matches that we hear so much about yeah. from a Kilkenny point of view It sounds like they were doing a lot of that Yeah, Point Myers back with this um, point, the, the point that Cahill makes about the wides that, that Clare had uh, again you know is that that malfunction that we're talking about a lot of that is on them some of it's on Kilkenny and that's the thing that's going to annoy them but it's also I wonder perhaps the thing that gives them a bit of comfort they created a lot of chances and next time they're there they'll actually be more used to the surroundings and they should be a bit they should be able to score points at a, a higher clip yeah definitely like you know they, they produce a lot of um, I suppose chances but look I'd argue then as well that they had 24 wides um, but 
probably 10 or 12 of them shouldn't even been taken on um, from the positions in the field I felt myself um, but they did get a lot of opportunities and again maybe it was just that obviously lack of execution but you know a bit of composure and the big day maybe as well and the thing was away from them you know fairly early on so um, yeah um, a lot of wides and you can't afford to be shooting that amount of wides in a Lawrence semi-final against Kilkenny you know especially Kilkenny are so informed the thing about the the growth of this Kilkenny team is that they've actually unearthed starters who are as good as anybody else in the country in almost every line of the of the pitch. Um, we, we've known for ages that uh, um, Edwin Mullen was going to be really good. He got his injury. He's recovered from his injury. He's back to where he was. We've known for ages that Owen Cody was going to be good. They're two young hurlers of the year, but they're now like proper, they're men and they're playing like men. It's the defence that has added, uh, you know, stereotypical teak tough Kilkenny defenders who are not backing down uh, but who also have ball playing skills that are able to find little pockets of space for the man that they're passing to so is that what's transformed Kilkenny from a team who we didn't really think were genuine All-Ireland contenders into a team who now are All-Ireland contenders clearly Yeah you know definitely they've evolved their game uh, you know in the last few weeks definitely Um, you know obviously Kilkenny were known for their you know more direct approach to the game um, but they're definitely, you know, mixing it up now with the short ball. Um, you know, Richie Reid, centre-back there, sitting in the pocket, is definitely, you know, after changing their, their style, even in self alone, because, you know, he's able to give that long ball, obviously, but he's very good at picking out the, treading the ball through the middle of the field as well, the short 30 or 40 pass that opens up defences. So um, they're definitely evolving. And as you said, they're, like their their units, their back unit was out, absolutely outstanding. You know, they have that grit, determination that you associate with all the Kilkenny backlines. But they're all well able to hurl, hurl themselves. You know, great ball players. You know, you can see you know Tommy Walsh, um, cornerback. Hugh Lawler is one of the best backs in the country. A young Mikey Butler's performance. You know, that spoke for itself, keeping Tony Kelly so quite so. And um, you know, they're absolutely outstanding hurlers individually, but as a unit, they're. You know, they're so gritty, determined, and you know they don't give you an inch or they don't give you anything soft. And uh, I suppose that's what we've come to expect from Brian Cody teams down through the years. And uh, you know, yeah, they definitely that performance is definitely after making them. You know, you know, putting them up in lights and and, and bringing them on another level or two on, on Saturday there. How much does the semi-final from a couple of years back in in 2019 actually matter? How much does it feed into any of the conversations that are happening in the Limerick changing room or even amongst the Limerick management team? Is, it, is there any relevance to that game at all to this game coming in two weeks? I I I, I think myself that it's Limerick will have that in the back of their minds that you know the, the one blip they've had since 2018 has been that game against Kilkenny in 2019 and in. You know, Kilkenny probably definitely deserved to win that day. You know, their work rate was absolutely savage that day because um, we'd been watching it because we were on the other side of the draw same year. But I think Limerick will have that in the back of their minds. You know, obviously they're a very process-driven team and they know what goals they have ahead of them. But that will be in the back of their mind, I feel, as well, that, you know, lads, these lads put a stop to us in 2019. Um, you know, we're going to get one over them. They're probably the one team we haven't beaten Uh to win in All-Ireland so they'll probably want to polish it off win the three in a row by beating Kilkenny and they'll feel like they have it all everyone beaten en route over the last number of years and no one will be able to have any question marks over them after it so um, I think it'll play a small bit into the psyche of, of Limerick not a whole lot but it, it will be that small little you know bit prodding into them that like you know lads, we have to prove these lads wrong and prove everyone wrong and you know um, I feel that it will give them a small bit of an edge going to the final In a way the semi-final 
the performance from Galway was kind of the perfect tester for Limerick. It was right to the edge, but it wasn't perfect from Galway. Like Galway also will, will regret the wides that they had and, and taken on some shots and the shot selection wasn't great for them and at various stages when they really needed it to just be a little bit better. Uh, so Limerick have plenty to work on, but they are true to the All-Ireland Final and they do have two key players returning who got a little bit of game time, not much of an impact on the match yesterday, but certainly you would expect... Um, uh, Lynch and Casey to be available for more hurling and more action in the final so what did you make of Limerick's performance? Yeah I suppose it was workman like um, individually to be probably a few players that probably weren't overly happy with the performance but I don't think they'll care at the end of the day um, they as a unit got the job done Galway threw everything at them in fairness to Galway I was one of them that didn't give him a chance I thought to be a seven, eight, nine point gap between the two of them at the end of the day. But Galway proved a lot of people wrong yesterday. In fairness to them, they put everything into it. Um, Ides probably came against them in the finish. Um, but Limerick will be so happy leaving there yesterday. I, You know, the clip of the final whistle going and Paul Connacht embracing John Kiley and Paul Connacht just uh, puffing out his cheeks, you know, in pure relief. Like, they were just happy to get the job done, get over at Galway and get back to the final. And... Um, Look, individually, probably a few performance levels dropped Limerick, but as a whole, as a unit, including the, the subs bench, they all contributed to getting them over the line, you know, and as you said there, getting Keen Lynch, Peter Casey back in the field. Um, but the one man then that the Galway lads forgot about was David Reedy, and I think he changed the game for Limerick when he came on. How how does somebody like Reedy come on and, and do that? Like, where What is it about this Limerick team that allows them to have players who are capable in, in that instance where the team is up against it for the first time in a long time really in, in a match like where it's it's knockout and uh, I don't know it's it's so it's so it's such a good sign of the culture that somebody is able to come on and have that impact exactly yeah like and they talk about this panel and and you know a 26 man game and even the 4 or 5 lads that aren't targeting today you know everyone contributes you know in training and that makes the team and the panel better for game day and like Limerick are showing that at the moment, like, you know, taking off Garold Hegarty, Tom Morrissey, Seamus Flanagan, Graham Mulcahy, all off the field, um, you know, in the forward line, you know, that's massive. And you think Goller are doing, getting their job done, but then they bring in the likes of David Reedy. I think he came on midfield, so maybe it helped that he was finding pockets of space. He was he was actually setting up moves and finishing off the moves in a couple of occasions. And he got some cracking scores. And maybe, you know, there was so much line and the Limerick forwards and the two lads that came on that maybe really got that bit more space than than that he was afforded. But um, that's just the culture they have and everyone's contributing. And like, if anyone's to look on or any young fellas to look on, just look at his contribution from deciding that look, you're not starting every day, but you're coming on, you're making massive contributions. And his contribution is, is one of the main reasons why Limerick are in the final. How will Galway feel this winter? Will they feel like they've made progress and that there's something starting or will they feel like that was a big chance blown? I'd say if you put, if I put myself into a Galway pair of shoes now this morning or Henry Shefflin's, they'll probably feel like a missed opportunity that they had, you know, Limerick on the rack. You know, they were given everything. They were fighting, harassing, harrying all over the pitch. That middle third, um, especially in the second half. Um, they just didn't put them away. They weren't clinic enough with, you know, with their shooting. Um, again, near the end, when they fell a point behind, there was a few aimless long balls, again, similar to what they were doing the day before, that probably, you know, played into Limerick's hands as Limerick was sitting back. And that's the, that's, they're the times, they're the moments you talk about throughout the year that 
you keep your composure, maybe play the sh- one or two sharp passes and work a score like they'd done early on in the game, you know, and they just, that just went away from in the end. Um, so I feel like Galway will probably think it's a missed opportunity this morning. Um, you know, as I said, Limerick probably weren't firing all cylinders individually and that was their opportunity, as I said, four or seven fours taken off. Um, but again, you know, Galway probably will be disgusted, especially after losing the, the Leinster final. Um, you know, but again, I suppose they finish in a bit of a high that they, they perform, that they know they can get to that level and challenge the All-Ireland champions. So for Henry, there's, there's plenty to work on for next year. But, you know, there is a lot of, I suppose, positives there too that they can they can play with the best and mix with the best. Great mind games from uh, John Kiley in the interview that we played just before you came on there where uh, at the end of it, he was talking about Kilkenny, obviously being the form team heading into the All-Ireland. You're like, not sure anybody is going to be making uh, Limerick underdogs they can try, but I don't think it's going to work from uh, from Kylie and Canark's perspective. But look, as you said, there's a, there's that little chip on their shoulder about the fact that this could be a five in a row that they're going for. Instead, um, it's not because Kilkenny obviously interrupted it. So, how do you think the two teams match up? Yeah, I, I think I think John Kylie's been um, he's playing a few mind games there already, and you know even Shane Dowling yesterday in the Sunday game was was had a few similar comments as well but look that's naturally going to happen with, with when teams are play, facing each other but matching them up look to me Limerick are favourites um, I'd expect Limerick to win but nothing like what we thought they were going to do with the Galway I think Kilkenny are going to come with all guns blazing um, you know Brian Cody's after getting back into the Ireland final you go head to head player for player you know there probably isn't a whole pile in it Individually, um, obviously Limerick have a fantastic unit and a squad, but then you see like Six Kenny, then Walter Wall coming on. You know, Richie Hogan was held in reserve. Killian Buckley was held in reserve. You know, Connor Fogarty was as well. You know, there's a lot of experience in actually Kenny bench as well. So, look, Kenny are going to have the confidence too of 2019 of what they what they can do to Limerick when they when they bring all, you know, the the, the aggression and work rate and um, you know. But again, it's going to be fascinating because as I said. Limerick have probably that chip in their shoulder with Kilkenny, um, but Kilkenny won't be afraid. Kilkenny are never afraid of playing anyone, and um, you know. So it's the making of a fantastic game. I just, I, I, I think Limerick will win by a couple of points, but again, you you won't be surprised if Brian Cody pulls this out of the fire with Kilkenny. And like to me, if he does, it, it could probably be his 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 most best he's best all Ireland since since he took over Kilkenny however it was 23 or 4 years ago yeah that is saying something Park great to have you with us this morning thanks a million for taking the call cheers no bother boys mind yourself tip legend Park Mara there giving us some thoughts at the weekend it would be the greatest wouldn't it absolutely no question about it and uh, I wonder would that be the time to exit stage left I don't know I don't <laughs> know you're not like well they're coming for my crown I've got to defend it yeah you know yeah but uh, yeah it's going to be a cracking final OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.